This is a sinister minister, Father James Mitchell, and you are listening to Aaron, Nate, and Chad on the Reliving the Extreme podcast. Make sure you smash the like button and share, or you will burn in hell. <laughs> This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are reviewing the episode of ECW from March the 15th, 1994. And here joining me, of course, as always, we are the Three Stooges. My brother Aaron. Hello. And ECW's Chad Austin. Hey, uh, hello. Welcome to an exciting, this is kind of a birthday edition of uh, Reliving the Extreme. Yes, it is. We were actually supposed to record this on Chad's birthday, and uh, the company that I do our streaming through to do the recording was giving me all kind of hell and shit, because they were doing server maintenance or something, so we had to reschedule. So, of course, happy belated birthday, Mr. Austin. Uh, it was, it's, it's, been, it's been a great birthday, even though my, 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 my number one birthday gift hasn't arrived yet. I don't, I don't know if Jess even ordered it yet, <laughs> but I got my busted open shirt. Mm-hmm. And my busted open sticker, but she said I got one more thing coming to me. But but one thing I one thing I, I want for a birthday wish is that I wish that everybody go out there and get their vaccine shot. Please, Please do. go out and get vaccinated. This COVID thing is um is not going away anytime soon. So if you're not vaccinated, I urge you. If we if we can get Two people. I'm not going to say one person. If we can get two people from that, that listen to this show, I mean, is Archie vaccinated? Yes, Archie is vaccinated. All right. If we can get if we can get two other people besides Archie, <laughs> well, shouldn't he get vaccinated again? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody know where he's been. I've seen <laughs> pictures of him. <laughs> Archie yeah, needs, Archie needs three boosters. <laughs> Please go out and get your COVID shot. Go out and get your COVID vaccine. Um, because I have been sick for the last couple of days. I mean, really, really sick. And I'm vaccinated. And I must, and I tested negative. I, mm. I took a test. I got a negative test. I just had a regular cold. But you can't go nowhere when you have a regular cold. Right. Yeah. No, yeah nobody it's... wants you walking in their store when you're sneezing and coughing and hacking. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 uh, and like they say, if you get vaccinated, sure, you still can contract it, but you're you much less, yes, you are much less likely to be hospitalized, and very unlikely that you will pass away from said disease. So, and and think about the think about the people that are vulnerable, like your senior citizens. And Aaron and I have a grandmother that's ninety six years old. You know, so one of the first things I wanted to do when they had the vaccination was get it. For her, I mean, not even necessarily for me. I have a good vac. I have a good immune system, but you know, you you, think that if you got vaccinated, she'd be good. Well, my my point was because she got she actually got vaccinated before I did. But um, the the, my whole point is, if if I'm less likely to get it and she's less likely to get it, then it's less likely to be a deal. You know what I mean? I mean, just just think about your fellow human folks, and and don't get your news from Facebook for Christ's sake. I mean, yeah, Jesus. get it from reliving the extreme. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we deliver all the hard hitting news, even though I do have some pretty, I don't know. I, I guess it ain't news by now. Cause we're already a week past whatever we were going to record. Right. But I, I just came, I just came from a birthday party that was supposed to be mine and somebody else's party to combine. Mm-hmm. And then when I said, well, who's coming? And she told me the list of friends that were coming. I go, well, none of these are my friends. These are all your friends. She goes, well, they're your friends too. But if I was going to orchestrate a birthday party, I could have named you 10 other people that could have been there that, that weren't there. 
So that's why I just said, all right. After like a couple of hours, I said, all right, I'm done. It's like getting married and, and your side of the aisle's empty. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. we didn't invite any of your family and shit. Sorry. Like, nobody nobody wanted to fist bump me. They all wanted <laughs> to shake my hand. And and literally I had a I had a thing of um you know, a cleaner in my in my, my pocket. Because I, I don't know these fucking ham bones. Yeah. And, and, and don't don't worry, don't worry, Aaron. I'm not gonna send you a list of who they were because I don't even know who the fuck they were to begin with. <laughs> All I know is they were ham bones. I might, I might have to make Chad's Chad's birthday party attendees the ham bones of the week. So before we get into the show, I know Chad had a, wanted to tell the story of his recent excursion into the delivery into pizza delivery. That sounds like that was oh. fun. Well, it wasn't it wasn't much of an excursion. I uh, I started on a, a delivery. It's should I preface it by saying? It's delivering pizzas. Like I'm a I'm an ECW original, and I'm resorted to. Delivering pizzas. I'm gonna have a dark side of the of the ring <laughs> if if I keep this up. And I, I delivered for like three days, and then I told Jess that I was getting ready to quit. I was like, I can't do this. What am I doing? You know, I'm wearing my Kiss Destroyer shirt, delivering pies to these people in shower parks and shit. And then the next day, the guy calls me. The owner calls me, and I thought, Oh yeah, man, he's gonna give me more hours. And he's like, uh, Do you have any of my delivery bags in your car and i go no why would i like take a <laughs> delivery bag and he, he goes uh uh good because um listen to this we're gonna move in a different direction we're gonna go with somebody we're gonna go with somebody else and i was thinking like what you got juice and liger <laughs> Who, who's coming to work who's who's coming here to deliver pizzas wasn't Mikey Whipwreck, was it? No, it wasn't even Mikey okay. Whipwreck. Might have been Tommy Dreamer. He's looking for well, work. <laughs> I, I never... The guy that walked in right as I walked out kind of looked like Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> yeah, but a lot but, of guys in the area, that area of the country kind of look like Tommy Dreamer, don't they? Ex- exactly. That's why I didn't <laughs> question it. I figured he was booked somewhere, but now that Tommy's talking about how he worked everywhere in the whole in the United States, I figured maybe he's booked somewhere for different pizza places that's he, he's booked in like michigan deliver pizza he, nev- the- he never says he's delivering he's he's wrestling he says he's booked somewhere i love how the pizza guy uses the terminology like we're gonna move in a different direction yeah all right and the, guy, and the guy said i said to the guy I said you're firing me and he says well i'm letting you go no hard feelings and i said wait a minute I'm the one that was supposed to have the great exit. I thought I was the one that was going to throw the fucking, you know, the napkin down, the paper towel or whatever, rag down on the ground. I've had enough of this nonsense. That or at least do a stretcher job, you know. Yeah. But no, (laughs) the the guy calls me when I'm on my day off. Like, believe me, if this guy ran a promotion... It wouldn't draw flies because he, he had, you know, he had a great heel in me at this point, and he decided he was going to let me go. And I, I looked at Jess and I said, "I just got fired from delivering him a pizza job. How hard was that?" <laughs> Apparently, the guy said I moved too slow, and I, I just said, "Look, I watch Goodfellas, man. I live Paulie's life. I don't move fast because <laughs> I, I ain't got to move fast for anyone. Fuck. E- even if I do get a three dollar tip, fuck. Well, fuck that guy anyway. Well, the pizza sucks anyway." <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I've never, I've never had it, but every time I saw one come out, I never looked at it like, "Damn, I could eat that pizza." He looked at it like, "Is that a Little Caesars? What is that?" Yeah, I, I looked at it as like, "Damn, I gotta deliver that pizza <laughs> to some poor schlub in a trailer park." I know Sal Balomo, so I know good pizza when I see it. <laughs> yeah, well, Sal. I mean, they all hire Sal because they, they 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 have a bunch of fucking Sal's, but they're different kind of Sal's that work there. <laughs> There wasn't anybody there worth looking at. I was ever going to cheat on Jess and like you know have a little romper room in the dough in the dough room or anything, <laughs> but I still was like, "Did you hire?" This one girl had a face mask that was so big she looked like she was Mister Wrestling Number Two. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going like, "What the fuck are you doing? Your whole entire head's covered. Like, are you are you a Muslim?" <laughs> like, like you're you're half Muslim, half vaccinated, unvaccinated. What are you doing? Did what, you what? did you tr- did you turn on Magnum TA before work today? <laughs> I, 
I don't. I, I possibly could have. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest day. Well, like I, I said, didn't I didn't wake up feeling so well. I felt way worse yesterday because I I'm a, I almost would have canceled guys today because I didn't feel good. Mm. And I know we've already pushed the show back, and I know I sound terrible, but I figured, yeah, we we, we can knock this out of the we can knock this out of the park here. Yeah, this this looks like it's a fucking it's a fucking doozy. This show, yeah, this show may or may not take too long to discuss, so. We will try to get Chad back to his restful state here as quickly as we can. And we we appreciate you being on and being the trooper and being here with us, Chad. Well, I really just wanted to get out of the fucking place that I was at. <laughs> the, the, the birthday party that was for me that had nobody there, that was for me. That's, that, well, that, that's, the, that's the birthday party you want. It's almost like if, when you're a, a kid and they invite all your friends or all their kids' friends there. Then you don't know who they are when you're one. And then when you were when you're ninety or ninety five, and they invite your friends back again, you don't know who they are when you're ninety five. <laughs> so there could have been fourteen people there that knew who I was, but not a single person even commented, "Hey, hey, your birthday." No, fuck them anyway, too. The pizza yeah, guy, fuck you. him. They walk the up to you party and say, "Hey, whose party is this?" <laughs> yeah, I know. I I literally just yeah, I, I literally just said, "Jess, just give me the keys. I, I gotta go home." I got to do show notes <laughs> for this doozy. Yeah, she, so. she should have known when I said I got to go home and do show notes that, uh, yeah, uh, he wasn't. He wants to get out of here. <laughs> he wants to go watch that ECW show. He's got to want to get out of here. Well, we like I said, folks, this show aired at 3-15-1994 ECW. We get the show starts with a promo from Paul Heyman, Paulie Dangerously, on the match coming up later on for the TV title and the main event. It is Sabu versus Taz, uh, and we'll get to that later. Uh, but anything on this promo, guys? Because I just, I honestly, God, I just wrote down Paulie promo on Sabu versus Taz. I didn't really have any notes on the promo. Well, did either one of you two guys catch the, the phrase Mick Taz? Yeah. What was that all about? He just said he was going to be stumbling around like a drunk Irish person because Sabu was going to beat the shit out of him. And then he mentioned Jeff Galugi. So that was it? Mick Taz? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't all funny. Right, Paul. <laughs> I guess he can't. I guess he can't hit him out of the park every time, right? Every once in a while, you get a. <laughs> yeah, Paul's one of them guys that you don't see strike out too much. No, but not too often. I, I wrote McTaz and just going like, "Why is he saying McTaz? What the what the hell is that all about? <laughs> is there a connection to McDonald's here? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, is he saying he's going to send you back to where you came from? Then we get Joey Styles in the Eagle's Nest to preview the show, and he throws to a promo with Shane Douglas and the Public Enemy talking about a match they're going to have on later on in the show with Terry Funk, Kevin Sullivan, and Crash. So during this promo, Johnny Grunge pickpockets Shane Douglas. I don't know if he pickpocketed his fanny pack <laughs> or what. He stole money out of his fanny pack. Oh, I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> I didn't have much on it either. I wrote down here, uh, rubber band man. Why did I write that down? Why did I forget why I wrote that down? That's what the public enemy said Terry Funk is. Oh, yeah, they were talking about the way he's, okay, yes, that's the way it. he sells mm-hmm. like the rubber band man. The rubber band man. Now we throw to, uh, I, I actually, you know, I don't know if you guys want me to reveal, I'm just going to reveal it right here. As we talk about it, I actually inducted this match as the hand bone of the week. What, what was the it, match? Because I have, it is, I have a, a Douglas promo, then a PE promo that mm-hmm. I wrote Good Lord at. And then it was Dreamer and Cairo? Or yeah, was this it, the six man? This was Dreamer and Cairo versus Sandman and Snooka. Yes. I inducted this entire match as the hand bone of the week. It's long. Oh. It's plotting. It goes on forever. Um, I did give Jimmy Snook and Sandman a tag team name, though. Oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> you hear my ears perk? <laughs> yes. Sandman and Jimmy Snook together collectively are known as substance abuse. Wow. It's a good name for that team, for sure. And Sandman needs the shirt. Good Lord. Well, Sandman would have embraced that. <laughs> he would have loved it. Snooka wouldn't have even known what was going on. So, Aaron, you probably could have made it happen. Yeah. Hey, brother. <laughs> TCB. With some, P- yeah. with some PCP, brother. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your shirt says TCB. Oh, oh, all right, brother. PCP. <laughs> I'm good, brother. 
I'm good, brother. I'm good. He's uh, the, the like I said, the match is is very plotting. Um, the finish. And I know we're kind of breezing through this, but I just don't have a lot on the show. I mean, I really don't. It was it no. was kind of uh, it was it was it was a doozy from beginning to end. I do like the end, but we'll get to that later. Um, the the match itself involves a they like a double finish here, where Dream Tommy Dreamer has a sleeper on Jimmy Snuka, but the Sandman pins Tommy Cairo at the same time, and which gives the victory to Sandman and Snuka. Tommy Dreamer at the end clocks Hunter Q Robbins. To no response from the crowd. Nobody cared. Nobody gave a shit. Like, people are just Eric sitting there like, did. I just Eric figured probably that. Cared. No, I just thought, like, my thought was Tommy Cairo must have just learned how to do a spin wheel kick because he hits it like four times in this match. And he's like, hey, guys. He's like, I learned this. I learned this two days ago. I'm just going to do it as many times as I, four times he hits it. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, but, but the, the best part is, is that he's wearing, like, tight ass jeans doing it. So that that's what he's accentuating. It's the fact that look, I can wear like some five oh one button fly. <laughs> look at this. I can do a wheelbarrow kick or whatever. What do you call it? A spin kick or whatever? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't I I don't know. I mean th- th- this stuff is starting to become just such a blur where it's all just it's the same it's like it's like raw. Mm-hmm. It's the same matches. It, it, if it ain't the same matches, it's the same no nine People just come on. I was going to say, if it's not the same matches, it feels like the same matches over over and over and over again. And you're right. I mean, and the, the, the crazy thing is they have, they have, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say a super talented roster, but you have a talented roster here, maybe at least 60% talented. And it's just going to be for the, the, excuse the expression, but we just need the hand bones to fall off, you know, and just get, get rid of them. And and get down to business. And I don't want to say it. I'm not even going to say it this week. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say we're getting there because we keep saying that shit and it doesn't happen. So uh, it wasn't going nowhere this week. She was stuck in the mud. Running in place. They, yes. They, they, they brought all the hand bones back like they were booked for like the, that convention still that's happening in, um, <laughs> in Pennsylvania. <laughs> like we need, we need, we need all you guys to stay in town because there's a convention in 25 years that that we're going to need you to attend, and it's going to last 26 days. So we need yes. you to be there. <laughs> Everybody, get your I mean, rest. I mean, that's the reason why that Hunter Q. Robbins got beat up at the beginning because he had an autograph signing. It's it's yeah, autograph signing in Hambone. <laughs> Hal- it's a hambone halitosis. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Q. Robbins the third. All right, anything else on that match, gents? Nope. Before we before we move along, we get uh, Todd Gordon outside the Valley Forge Music Center. I think is I believe is what it's called. Correct, Chad? Is that it? Valley Forge Music Center. That's what they called it. Okay. Todd is talking about the card that's coming up there. I believe it's supposed to be March the twenty sixth. I believe. And he's dressed and, like a Goomba midget. Like, he looks like a Goomba midget. <laughs> he's trying to be like a gangster, but he's like the little guy. He's just, yeah, it's with, with his fucking shades and his little jacket. And it's like, ugh. Todd Gordon should not be, Todd Gordon should not hype anything. Like, why didn't you just so long since I, It's been so long since I've watched it. I'm sorry. It's been so long since I watched it. Did, did, did he use that, did he use that extreme voice or was he doing the somber like I'm booking this card, voice. No, he had puberty voice going on. Oh, this is gonna be Valley Forge, Ultimate Jeopardy, and yeah, like Aaron said, he's in full like, hey, I, I like it, midget Goomba mode here. Um, and it's the, the the main event of this show is gonna be what they're calling Ultimate Jeopardy, which I believe is a cage match, and they have they have an almost confusing amount of stipulations going into this match. Um, if Terry Funk takes the fall, he loses the title. If Sullivan and Taz take the fall, Sullivan or Taz, I guess you'd say, they must split up as a team, which it feels like they already have anyway, because <laughs> they're doing they're doing separate things. But anyway, if if Road Warrior Hawk loses the fall, he has to give up the moniker Road Warrior. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Shane will have to have his head shaved if he takes the fall. And Public Enemy will lose the titles and leave ECW if they take the fall. And if Mr. Hughes 
takes the fall. Something happens with Jason in the cage. So there's a whole lot going on here in this well, match. Who's to say that Jason didn't like what, what happened with him? Do you like me in the cage? Yeah. How do you like my butthole? <laughs> it's going to be Jason locked in the cage with Maddie. Oh, uh, okay. So, and, and then Maddie, of course, shows up here to make the hype segment even more fucking annoying. Um, Aaron, well, hang on. Before, before go ahead, we go Jeff. there. Mm-hmm. Can I can I just tell you about what kind of place the Valley Forge was? Please. Like I I don't know if you guys you guys are I guess Midwestern people, right? Ohio's and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like a um like a premier venue in Pennsylvania. I I didn't know. I mean I, I've only heard about it you know growing up, but like some very prominent like country music singers and all would play there. And it was set up like an opera pit hmm. where there was only fans on basically three sides of the ring kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you couldn't play to like the whole entire crowd and stuff. And, and the way it was set up, it just looked, this is not set up for wrestling. Hmm. And I, I don't think Paul gave a shit. I just think Paul thought that he could draw like, what a pretty good house. Because what he drew, like, I don't know. I mean, wh- what are they saying he drew? He drew, like, 2,300? Yeah. Around there, 20, 22, 23. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bigger venue than it's a concert venue. And is the gist that I'm getting. So they would set up the cameras and stuff on the one side that doesn't have, obviously, that doesn't have an audience on it. The, they also had, I, I believe, the next night there was a taping at the ECW Arena, or the next afternoon. And then the next day, on, on Sunday, which is rare for them, he ran a house show somewhere in Delaware. Because that was my first interaction with Road Warrior Hawk. Okay. And I, I was just like, this Valley Forge thing, because you had the dress upstairs, like... And when you came to the ring, you had to go from the upstairs. You know, you know how, like, Moxley walks through the crowd? Right, yeah. That's kind of how you had to go to the ring. <laughs> like, at the so they, didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't even have an, they didn't even have any kind of an aisle or anything set up. You just walked down the stairs to the crowd, pretty much? At, le- at least they didn't have it for me, man. All, all I remember was I had to work. I had to work the infamous 911. And all I heard walking down the aisleway was... Uh, uh, real quick story is that I, I was teaming with Hack Myers at the time, mm-hmm. like not not as a tag team, but for that match. Because I'm not even sure this match even airs, so I'm, I I can pretty much give this away. That um he he had a he had a mask on, and Paulie told Hack to give the mask to me because Paul didn't want to bury me against nine one one. And I'm thinking like, why? I've already been buried like a million times. Against I was to say, yeah. I mean, he he married you like two months ago <laughs> to be and, buried and buried to nine one one. So Hack got pissed off that I'm wearing this big. I'm wearing this big over. I, I look like Brody Lee's kid wearing a dark order mask, <laughs> wearing this fucking mask, and I'm walking down the fucking the steps and all I heard was I, I remember hearing from one guy jobber one, jobber two jobber three and I just kind of looked over going yeah you ain't kidding we're, we're all we're all walking to the ring and there's nine one one in all his and, vested glory just waiting for you uh, I, I'm just glad that I was kind of first I had no idea who jobber number two or number, jobber number three were but I, I just felt kind of bad for them because like I've always said on this show, that after the first one or two choke slams, nine one one is useless. Them choke slams are awful. It's um, it, I'm surprised with uh with like a mask being big too, bit too big for your head. At least it didn't come off when he dropped you on the mat. You know, Jesus. well, what would it matter? I was still wearing my fucking orange singlet. <laughs> For those of you that think Polly is always a genius, <laughs> yeah, no, he, 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 he kept me well hidden. He he, he protected me because I I, th- I think the next night, the next night that I won a match, I think I did, and then the next night I definitely won a match in the Delaware show because I was teaming with Dreamer and Sandman, hmm. who was still babyface of all of all things. Well, the the the. It's interesting to me the Valley Forge thing because that the it's a unique setting then for a wrestling show you know like 
it's uh it's it's kind of like when when um nitro would go to different and i don't want to get off on a tangent here but i always like it when wrestling goes to a different kind of looking venue you know instead of your same your same arena that you go to every single week or your same like the wwe does they make every arena look the same every single week it was cool when nitro would go to like panama city or what have you just to have a different look for the show and ecw did that too a lot as we go along. I, I would love the, the look of ECW when they'd be in a different type of venue. Yeah, I mean, all the yeah. arenas, they all look the same now. The Dunkin' Donuts Center looks exactly the same as the Tampax, ba- whatever. <laughs> the Bausch and Lone Dome. The Dunkin' Donuts Arena and the Tampax Arena? <laughs> they all have fucking corporate names now. Not like it. Is Tampax a brand or is it just a thing? Brand. Is it like Kleenex, where you think every tissue is a Kleenex because they've become such a good yes. brand? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's not equate. That, 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 that's all we ever get here. When Jess goes to Walmart and I ask her to bring me home some like Rolaids, and she brings me home a whole entire thing of equates, equate and acid tablets. Yes, they're <laughs> yeah. not Rolaids; they're antacid tablets. <laughs> oh, good lord! I, I, I didn't I didn't ask you for natural like half halfway like cruiserweights. <laughs> can you pick up like an eighteen pack of natural cruiserweight? It's natural life. So, what do we think about the convoluted stipulations coming up in this Ultimate Jeopardy match? There's a lot going on here, guys, or maybe not a lot. But you know what I mean. There's a lot going on here to digest, I guess. Well, Aaron, if you want to go first, go ahead because I, I got my thoughts on this. I just think it's too much, and um, I, I don't understand. Like, like some of them are like really stupid. Like, well, not some of them. Most of them are like really stupid. Like, you can't be called the Road Warrior anymore. It's like, really? Just in this rinky-dinky operation, I can't be the road warrior? You think I'm not going to be the road warrior when I go to Japan or I get whatever? And it's just, you know Shane Douglas isn't getting his head shaved. There's like two or three possibilities that come out of this whole thing. All the other ones are just junk. And like I said, Sabu, or Sabu, Taz and Sullivan have essentially already split. They put Taz off on his own little thing and Sullivan's doing his own thing. But one of the stipulations is... If they lose, they they got to split up. Yeah, I, I looked at it as if um, it was kind of a, for me, it kind of resembled like a barometer that we'll, we'll see who's over mm-hmm. out of all these people. Because, again, you guys are right. Road Warrior Hawk wasn't going to fucking, he, first off, he wasn't going to shame his mohawk or lose the Road Warrior name. And then whatever other simulation you have, what was the what was the least possible thing? Taz and Sullivan lose the belts. So it's kind of like, all right, yeah. well, then I guess Taz and Sullivan lose the belts. And I, I, I don't even know if they did. We haven't got there yet. Cause well, actually, no, they've already lost the belts. Public Enemy is the champions. And if they lose the fall, they lose the titles and have to leave ECW. So you know that's not happening. They're not going to leave. At least not for another year and a half or so. Yeah. But the uh, <laughs> I love the Road Warrior thing because it's like Road Warrior touches down in Japan. He's like, listen, Mr. Baba. I can't, I can't, I can't be Road Warrior Hawk because I lost that, I lost that name in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. I just can't do it, Mister Baba. I mean, what the fuck? Tommy Cairo, God damn it! All right, I think we've we've shit on that enough. Uh, then we get. Um, I just wrote down Maddie with Mister Hughes. I don't like it. I don't even know what this was. I don't either. Like, I don't, I don't know what it was supposed to be. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was going to be. Jason like threw a marble at the wall and was like, "Tell them about it." And then they didn't tell anybody about it. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't even see him throwing a marble against the wall. Once I saw Mister Hughes, I, I realized it was time for me to get another beer. And then apparently, right next to it, I made sure my pen still had ink in it alongside of it. And then, I, then I looked like. Then I wrote. Then it looks like I wrote Mr. Hughes versus Disabilities. <laughs> well, I wrote down because they didn't say his name at first. I wrote down Mr. Hughes versus a big fat guy. Oh, and then well, late, late, Billy Firehawk. Later on, they say his name is Billy Firehawk. Yes, I renamed him Billy Firebolt because he's very bulky <laughs> and jiggly. It's disgusting. Well, I'm sure this was fucking every bit as much as I wrote down with my, my notes. That I wrote Mr. Hughes versus Mr. Disabilities. <laughs> or, or maybe it was Mr. Diabetes. I'm not even I can't even read, I, 
can't that's even reboot pro- it. That's probably that's probably what it was. I can't even reboot handwriting. <laughs> that's I mean, that's much, I, that is. I like- I like Mr. D- Mr. Disabilities. I don't know why, but Mr. Disabilities is going to be teaming up with Mr. Uh, Sh- uh, Shabby Bomb Beam Beam <laughs> Silky Boom Boom <laughs> Silky Boom Box. <laughs> yeah, Boom Box. <laughs> Silky Mr. Boom Box. They're going to be the, the Variety and Mr. Club. And Mr. Ulala. I was about to say they're going to be managed by Mr. Ulala, and they're the Variety Club. <laughs> but I, I think I think Billy Firehawk. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he sticks around for a little while because I think I got to beat him once on TV. That's a shame. So, see, looking at that guy, it makes me think of something. And it's going to be, you might think it's weird, you might not. You ever wrestled a guy? Disabilities? You ever, when I look at Billy Firehawk, I, I think he probably smells. You ever have to wrestle a guy that just was a stinky bastard that, that you know, didn't take care of himself and... And what the hell is that like? That's got to be terrible. You can name uh, names here too. <laughs> I, I I honestly can't tell you because twenty some years ago I got punched in the face and my I got my nose broken, and in the process in the process it really fucked up my sense of smell. So I really can't smell so I can't smell so great. Something mm-hmm. has to be really bad, like for me like, for me to smell it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, I'm trying to think. I know I've wrestled some dirty motherfuckers before, but if I did, I made I made a conscious effort to not like let them get me in a head scissors. Yeah, yeah, that's the, you don't you don't want to wind up in that area. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, let's let's just use um, just say Hack Myers for an instant, and I, I don't think Hack Myers stunk at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in different ways he did, but not as a, not as a, he actually smelled. But, um, like, if Hack Myers would have stunk, I would have never told him to lock up, take a head headlock takeover, mm. where I could lay there in his fucking big hairy ass harm pit. <laughs> You're right. If, if, it, if it stunk. So, I, I, I don't think, I'm sure I have, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there's some people that could say the same thing about me, because... I wasn't always the most hygienic guy when it came to worship, washing my gear. And a lot of guys couldn't, couldn't be, especially on these trips like the Valley Forge trips. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have like three or four pairs of gear. I just had like one or two. And then if I wore one one night, then I wore the other one the next night, then I wore the next one the next night, then it's been sitting there festering. Right. For- well, yeah. And, and what, one of every five hotels actually has laundry service? So you would, you know, or a washer and dryer or something that you could use. So you're not going to be guaranteed to. I'm not even sure I stayed in a hotel. I think I went home all that night. Mm. Because Valley Forge, Valley Forge was a Friday, I believe. And then ECW Arena was a Saturday afternoon. So we had a bus. This is the only time that I know that Ball had a bus, a nice bus, a luxury coach bus. And then the next night was that, that show in Delaware. But yeah. It's kind of hard to keep your gear clean, you know? Right. Because how clean are the aprons, the mats? Not very, not very fucking clean. <laughs> they're not they're not laundering those every evening after the show. No. You know. I mean, they usually they 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 usually if they do it at all, they usually take the mattresses the, the mattresses, the mat covers off and they take them out back and they usually kind of hose them down because you mm-hmm. can, the water will seep through them. But it's not like they put them out in the parking lot and somebody grabs a mop bucket with, you know, soap and water and cleans them off. So the best you're going to get is just, it's been hosed off. So mm-hmm. I, I really can't believe there hasn't been more like staff infections and stuff like right. that, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think in today's world, because everybody's so fucking inoculated and vaccinated and germed up and everything, that more people get sick nowadays because they ain't used to fucking germs. Yeah, they don't have an immune. Yeah, they they don't have an immune system, or they the 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 drugs have weakened their immune system. Their bodies become reliant on that. But yeah, I don't know how old you guys are, but when when I was born, I got like the three vaccination shots that I needed, whatever polio, I got a polio shot. And I was like, I wasn't even 
my parents were barely even born during the polio era. You know, I got that shot and I got like uh, another shot for, I, I don't know what it was, maybe rabies or whatever, you know, and yeah. I got like all, all my shots. And now I gotta. I'm watching the news, and I gotta get more shots because of this fucking the itis. The the. Okay, so <laughs> I'm sorry. That thank you, I guess Billy Firehawk for inspiring me to ask about smelly wrestlers, but yeah, Billy Firehawk did stink. Ian Rotten has the same bathing habits of a map. <laughs> I think the man just hoses him down. He just hoses him down. Well, as much as I like fucking Ian Rotten, I think the Matt has better hygiene than Ian Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> After a tournament of death. Well, Mr. Hughes beats this fat bastard, and then we move on to the match. Shane Douglas and the public enemy in a six-man against Terry Funk, Kevin Sullivan, and Crash. So, did they explain at any point why Sherry just screamed and ran away from the match, Aaron? No, no okay. they did not. I was like, well, did I miss it? <laughs> yeah, did, I, did, did I miss the fact that Sherry came running out like during the match? Well, I think she came out with Shane, but then at some point she's just like in the aisle screaming and she just ran up the aisle. Well, I, I, I honestly don't think that happened. I think I think Shane came out and then Sherry came running out afterwards and then yelled at Shane and then went then ran to the back. I mean, that that's how I saw it. So maybe I'm wrong, but believe me, I'm not going to go back and relive this extreme. <laughs> Aaron, what did you see? Which one of us is right? I don't know. Because I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I looked up and Terry was just screaming and then she ran away. Well, that's... I thought maybe Kevin Sullivan did something to her or something. I don't know. But maybe I'm... Kevin Sullivan did. I, I, did write, I did write down here um, that I thought Bill DeMott looked impressive in this match. Um, and he... He doesn't get enough credit for how good he is overall in his career. Um, I mean, I don't want to go off on a make it the Bill DeMott show or whatever, but like I said, I thought he was really good in this match. And um, did I hear them? Did I hear a Gilbert chant during this match? Uh, yeah, you heard a, Well, I mean, with, with that crowd, you heard a slight Gilbert chant. And I thought, I thought Crash was, was really, and, and believe me, you can say, you can say you don't want to make it a Bill DeMond show all you want, but this is really a good a good showcase for Bill DeMond. Mm-hmm. Because what, the last time we saw him was what, Officer Class during that whole entire wing invasion? Yes. So, like, we really never saw him much after that. And then, considering he lived in New Jersey, that he, he you know, and, and in between tours, why would you have a hand like that there, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, he, had, he had a great, he had a great head on the shoulders and, and he didn't have a problem with doing jobs because he was used to doing jobs in Japan. That's all he ever did anyway, at least as far as whatever I have on video, mm-hmm. he didn't win too much, but yeah, he was a great guy to have around because he looked impressive. And, and that now that we find, we fast forward, we find out years later, he was a great teacher. Or yeah. He is a great mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he was a great guy to have around. And I remember during this weekend, I actually got a chance to sit around and talk to him. And I told him about how I, how I knew who he was through his stuff in Japan. And he was like, really? And then, like, where'd you get this stuff? And I'm thinking, like, everybody, how everybody else does. Through tape, <laughs> tape trading, yeah. Like, it, 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 and I'm pretty sure he may have asked me to, can you make me a tape or or whatever, and I'm I'm pretty sure I probably did because I thought he was great. I like I like Bill there, and I liked all of his I liked all of his wings. I like I like I like the wings. Like I can mm-hmm. I can get off the, off this show here and go in in the house and watch a wing show and laugh my ass off about how fucking ridiculous it is. <laughs> but it's fun to watch, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Freddie, Jason, and the Piranha Deathmatch. Like I, I I have some of the matches they, they never even talk about. You know, the mm-hmm. like the Piranha Death match was great. Like there's no way that the, the, the guy's sticking he's sticking his hand and the, the pool is like, you know, like an Olympic sized pool with a ring in the middle of it, and the guy's sticking his hand down in the water 
and he expects like four piranhas to come running up, you know, and tear his hand off like in a in a mil- while referee's counting the ten. I picture like the the old like cheesy eighties horror movies with the the bubbly water. You never actually see the piranhas. It's just like the bubbly water, and the guy starts screaming. Yeah, that, that that's kind of where it was because it wasn't like it was in a shallow pool with a whole bunch of piranhas. It was like seven. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got the budget for seven piranhas. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I I like Crash, and I really thought that Bill Demont was going to be a good fit in ECW at mm-hmm. the time. But I didn't realize he was. I, I'm pretty sure he ended up becoming a liaison, pretty you know through Japan. I mm-hmm. think that's why he was there because he, he he didn't stick around long, and and then you can see a lot of the guys went to Japan. Right, not too long after this, maybe Cairo was one of them. Yeah, Taz, Taz probably went too. I think Sabu goes back later this year too well, for a bit. Yeah, Sabu probably had his Sabu. own deal though. What's that? Sabu probably had his own deal though. He didn't need Bill Demont to get him over in Japan. But... Yeah, Sabu was already in, he was already had his foothold in, in FMW, so he was probably there. But it was. Uh, uh, I think the way that it worked was get your foot in, like you said, Aaron. Get your foot in, like we was winning, you know, Gumi or whatever the fuck, whatever them companies are called. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even Osaka Pro, for Christ's sake. <laughs> the uh, the general consensus on this match, I thought it was decent. It wasn't great um, for me. The end, uh, in the end, Kevin Sullivan pins Johnny Grunge with a pile driver. Do either of you guys have any notes or anything of note to say about this, the actual match itself? It dragged and it was boring, and there's only so many times you can see a pile driver in one match before you're like, okay, we get it. You're working over the guy's <laughs> neck. Jesus Christ. I, I just thought this match was plotting and was like way longer than what it needed to be. Well, it was definitely a TV time killer. Which we see and a lot of that. All I know is about halfway through that match, I had put a Tortino's party pizza in the oven. <laughs> so well, I, I didn't even—I didn't even have a finish for this one. I was like, "Oh my, my pepperoni Tortino's is done." <laughs> is that the? That's the? Is that the one with the little? Oh no, no. I was gonna say, is that the one with the little square pepperonis? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like ninety-nine cents. <laughs> yeah, it's like school pizza. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's, I don't have any money pizza. Now the next match, the ending match of this show, because I'm just skipping over Maddie talking about the Valley Forge event. Um, I like this match, but I like to watch rest, I like to watch Sabu wrestle Taz, and that's what we have as our main event. It's Taz versus Sabu for the World Television Championship. Aaron, you want to give us the uh, ABCs here? I just have bullet points on it. I mean, it started as... As it should, a wild ass brawl. They fought all over the building. Um, there were some really good spots in it, and I just I enjoyed it. Um, there was the uh, at one point Taz belly to belly suplex Sabu over the top, and that was pretty fucking cool. I think. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you believe? Can you believe all the mat wrestling they did? Yeah, fantastic. Like, they literally. Like that, that's Aaron one of the things. Right. I, Aaron came in. They they came in hot. They did all that nonsense, all them high spots and shit. And then all of a sudden, then you see them like going for the leg, and they're, they're they're like working the leg, and they're like doing all these chain wrestling spots. And I'm thinking Sabu and Taz are mat wrestling. But the the brilliance of these two guys, especially when they work together. Is they do a chain, they do chain wrestling spots, but somehow it still looks chaotic. Like they, they manage to still make it look like, hey, we, we're a couple of fucking crazy guys that know some wrestling holds. You know what I mean? They still make it look beautifully chaotic, I guess, is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, because that, that's, that's part of the beauty of it because wrestling isn't supposed to look like it's ballet. It's a, you know, performance art, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not the, supposed to look like the other person is cooperating with you right <laughs> he's ultimately gonna cooperate with you but it's not supposed to look like all right well you're gonna suplex me so you're gonna see my hand right there on his stomach while he picks me up you know mm-hmm. and and then when yeah when they were rolling around the ground that was that was beautiful it was just like it's just showing that these two guys are just they're so ferocious, and they know how to do all this shit. And it was probably laying – I don't know about you, Nate. You tell me. 
it could have been laying the groundwork because we're not too far removed from the new debut of Taz, right? No, yeah, no, he's he's about to change his gimmick very, very soon. Especially, I think um, once once he shakes off Sullivan, he starts molding into being, I guess, quote unquote, more a human type character, you know, instead of this Neanderthal or whatever he's trying to play here. But yeah, once once he shakes off Sullivan, I think that's when that's when that starts to happen because they're no longer trying to make him a part of a package, so he's got to be his own man. And that you can tell with this rivalry between these two, they just, I don't know. I don't know how they felt about each other personally. I don't know if they were friendly. I don't know their, how that was with those guys. But what I do know is they were magic in the ring together for sure. Well, history, I mean, history from 97 on or 96 on says Taz Sabu didn't get along. So I don't know if the Heat started back then. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any idea because Taz was not the Taz that we know of back then. Right. You know, he wasn't like a locker room guy. He wasn't like a guy that, you know, that hung out mm-hmm. and talked, you know, and everything. We just figured, all right, it's Taz and Sabu. And this is kind of the way it is. And I, I, I was just blown away about how about how good the chemistry is but it's it's like you said it's a it's an awful chemistry right right <laughs> taz does win the the television championship in this match after an impressive suplex off the top rope and taz wins the title and overall like i said i really liked the match i thought there were a lot of great spots here these two guys work great together and then we end the show with sabu moonsaulting the table and uh that's how we go off the air with this episode of ecw from march 15th 1994 overall what did we think i think we kind of gave our impressions as we were going through that this wasn't exactly uh uh even maybe even a bunt on this on this one definitely not a home run but what you know if you gave it an overall grade aaron what would you give it nothing because nothing happened I mean, Taz won the TV title, but that was it. Like this show had this show did nothing for me. Well, like, I mean, this was one where I was just like, I can't. I, I like have no like even anything like super funny to write down or anything like that. It's like mm-hmm. the most I got is making a fat joke about an Indian guy. <laughs> like it's not much to work with. So Who made a fat joke about an Indian guy? You did it. I did, yeah. And he's probably Italian anyway. <laughs> Just yeah, what was Indian. the fat joke? He was Billy Firebulk instead of Hawk. Oh, Billy Firebulk? Like, bulky. See, it's not even a good joke. Like, I got nothing out of this show. No, no. <laughs> no. If, if, I had to, if I had to try to break it down, then no. I, I just, yeah. Not a great joke. If we're going to pick it apart, not a great joke. But no. like Aaron said, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of good material to work with here, even from a comedy standpoint. It was just kind of there. Yeah, I mean... I don't know which which spot it was during that that Sabu Taz match, but there were so many of them. But they there were so many of them that looked just so unsafe that you know, like if somebody would have asked me to take these spots, I would just say I don't I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. You know, even if Taz was, hey brother, I got you. Do you really think he would have <laughs> got me? Like during the heat of the match when the crowd's all up, whatever, and he's beating me up. And he's getting ready to dump me on my head. The adrenaline's flowing, yeah. Yeah. Do you think you really had me? <laughs> but uh, as far as the overall grades for this show, I, I call I, I just call it a dud, a doozy. Mm-hmm. Just nothing. I mean, well, the Valley Ford stuff. The, the Valley Ford stuff look looks promising. Yes, and like I said, I mean, we we were saying that match, the the main event match for the the Ultimate Jeopardy deal is very convoluted and lots of stipulations, but ECW, I mean, and, and, and I don't, they're not there yet, but there's a point where they get to the point where they, they can edit something for television to make it look a thousand times better than it actually was, you know, show us the parts that are the best parts and leave the crap on the, on the shelf, you know? So you never know when we see this on the, on the TV show, it may look fantastic. We may hindsight say, Oh, well, we were a little, premature and shitting on this thing but 
it just sounds like too much going on in one match. But I guess we'll see. Because I don't think I've well, ever seen any of it. I'm sure some of the people that we saw tonight on the show are definitely getting weaned out. Mm-hmm. And probably when it comes to the Valley Forge show, you're going to start seeing them guys really getting weaned out. Because I don't think we see Rebel anymore, who was on any of the shows. But considering we ran them three shows in Valley Forge, we pretty much needed his license. Mm-hmm. So he'd probably be on them shows for the last time. But yeah, it, it just wasn't it wasn't their best effort. And, and that's all that they had in the can. They can't wait to get done Valley Forge. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know, we need we need a we need we need a taping bad. <laughs> and then, like, I, I can't wait to see if they if this when this shit airs how it looks because I remember being there. It just it doesn't look good like on TV. Well, we will see that when we get there, guys. Chad, I want to thank you for. Uh, being again with us, not feeling well. We hope you feel better, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Any parting words this week as we sign off? No. Again, I just, I just urge everybody go out and get their COVID vaccine shot. It's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna protect you from the virus, but it will, it will protect you from a lot of the symptoms because. I didn't go get a test. I could have very well had a test and, and tested positive, but I feel I feel better today. And Miss Jessica, the lovely Miss Jessica, she don't feel sick at all. So I don't. That's why I don't think it was the COVID. But I am. I I just get your get your vaccine shot, please. And if you want to follow me and follow my whole entire, I think my vaccine shot has a Twitter page now. <laughs> Follow me on on, on a Chad a Chad Austin Demera on Twitter, or Chad Vaccine Demera on Twitter. Aaron, I'm just thanks for listening. Um, hopefully next week's show, not this show, but like, like the, hopefully next week's ECW Hardcore TV is better than this was, and I'm impressed that. I mean, it had to. We had to do Dirty Wrestler and Pizza Talk, but we got there, guys. We did it. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Congratulations once again. <laughs> we got an hour out of it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on Reliving the Extreme. Don't forget also check out the We Can't Wrestle podcast and WrestleNet Radio when you get a chance. If you get a chance, and like Chad said, get vaccinated. What are you waiting for? Thank you for joining us, and we'll see everybody again next week as we continue. Reliving the Extreme. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved. <laughs>